Hey, thanks for joining us again here on the Building HVAC Science Podcast to listen to this episode, which are the highlights of the AHR Expo. Eric Kaiser and I, as well as more people from the team at TrueTech, including Sue Birch, Eric Preston, Billy Spohn, and Eric's wife, Rachel, all attended the expo this past week, January 2024, in Chicago. Eric and I talk about all the trends and activities, talk about the vendors and new products, technologies, all the things we saw on the show floor. We also took part in the different awards given. There were events. There was especially important event uh, that we co-sponsored with NCI, TEC, the HVACR school, Sourman, and MeasureQuick. And that was focusing on networking high-performance HVAC contractors from around the country. I think that was a very successful event. There was also the HVAC Tactical Awards. We'll tell you about other things you might be interested in, just things that came to us as a result of all the networking that we could do there. This is not a highbrow event. This is a place to really learn. We want to give you a glimpse inside that world of the HR Expo. Talk about some of the latest developments and really stress it's a valuable resource for anyone interested in learning more about this area. Please consider attending you if you can. It's a place where cool stuff happens. And there's a ton of links in the show notes. I encourage you to click on a few of them just to get a glimpse of what we're talking about. And let's see if we can harness some of your energy into help changing and shaping progress in the HVAC world, especially with betterhvac.org. Take a look at that. That's one of the links in the show notes, betterhvac.org. Okay, I'll let you get to the episode and stop listening to me so you can listen to me. Three, two, one, go. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the Building HVAC Science Podcast. I am Eric Kaiser, and sitting over there across the room, virtually, Bill Spohn. Hey, Eric. Good morning. How are you doing? Boy, I'm doing better this morning than I was a couple days ago. Oh, what happened a couple days ago? We were in Chicago. And walking back to our hotel one night, you and I and some other folks, and well, I stepped off the concrete and onto the bricks, and the bricks happened to be coated in ice. You can probably describe better what it looked like. Yeah. Because to me, it was, oh, shoot, and then sky and looking at my own feet, and there I lay. I thought at first he slipped, and then he was having fun. (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't fun. So yeah, the weather was just breaking from really cold to mild, and the pavement was too cold. It was raining, and it just turned to black ice, really slick. Uh, A lot of people waddling around like penguins there. We're in Chicago because it's the AHR Expo, Air Conditioning, Heating, Refrigeration Expo. My mind has been going on since the early part of the last century like maybe the 30s or 40s. It's probably got a long history to it. And I've been going since the near end of the last century. I think my first one was 1989 and pretty much made every other show since. So I've seen it change and evolve, but also in a lot of ways stay the same. I want to hear what Eric thinks about it too. And and also we're trying to do by this podcast is give you an idea of what we saw, what we encountered, and we want to make this approachable. If you can afford to get there, Attendance is free. You get in for free. If you know some vendors and you bought some of their products, you can probably get into the receptions for free. So the eats are free. Get in there early enough in advance and you can grab a hotel that's really not too expensive. So it's a really good time to educate and to network. So Eric, 
Tell me, what do you think? And one of the other things that's free too is there's a lot of educational classes that are free. And it also takes place in conjunction with the ASHRAE or the American Society of Heating Refrigeration Engineers, their winter meetings. So you can actually go into a lot of their committee meetings and standards committees and things like that and actually get to see how those interact. And you actually invited me to my first standards committee meeting for ASHRAE. And I got a little taste of how that works. And that was actually pretty neat. But there is a ton of other educational sessions there. In fact, you and I did a session with Ben Lipscomb from over at NCI, which was a lot of fun. And we had a good time doing that. A bunch of other stuff there on all sorts of varied topics, all in and around heating and air conditioning. There's new product areas where vendors that have new products or manufacturers that have new products get to come up and present on those new products. So you can keep an eye out there if you want to see a vendor's new product and hear about it and learn about it. That's a great place to do that. Somebody said there was 70,000 people that came through on the first day. I never saw the official number posted. I haven't seen it yet either. Tens of thousands for sure in the middle and tens of thousands. But they move people through. The bus system isn't that bad. Getting around from the hotels, move people through the expo center, the food court. That was the size of like four football fields, maybe three football fields. Oh, at least. The food court was just ginormous, just tables as far as the eye could see. And like you said, the buses, so they run special buses. If you book at a show hotel or even at a hotel that's near one of the official show hotels, and you can walk over there and you get on a free bus and they take you over to the, in Chicago. Now they rotate this event around to what I think they're down to four different cities now. I think it's Chicago, Las Vegas, Orlando, and Atlanta is pretty much the four that they rotate it between. But every three years it's back in Chicago or it has been in the past. But they run buses from the show hotels to whatever convention center they have. And those run on a regular schedule. And they're not like a school bus or anything like that. They're a really nice over-the-road touring bus. And they will get you down to the show and then get you back to the hotel at, at no extra charge. So it's really, a, it can be a little expensive to visit, I guess. But for what you get out of it, I think it's pretty economical to go and see a lot of people. I mean, there was just tons and tons of people there that I've known over the years because I haven't obviously been going as long as you have, but I think probably since about 2006, I've been going almost continuously. I may have missed one or two years in there. Obviously with COVID, everybody missed one year. So with all the vendors that are there, I had a list of, I don't know, like 70 vendors that I wanted to see, wanted to talk with. Some of them are vendors that we sell their products at True Tech. Others are just companies and organizations like ESCO Institute, HVAC Excellence. They have a booth there. They're the educators, curriculum development organization, and they have actually a trade show coming up in March. Wonderful people there and really kind of hard to miss those people walking around the show hall. Did you see any of them there? I did. I took my picture with at least one of them. I actually probably got my picture taken with multiples of them throughout the three-day event. But Ty Branneman, if you don't know who Ty Branneman is, you probably ought to get to know Ty because he's a phenomenal educator and was recently hired full-time by ESCO Group to be a content creator for ESCO. And that's really exciting because Ty will be a great asset to that organization and 
the organization in general is a great asset to the industry. But on one day, there were four of them running around that were dressed in gold hats and gold sequined hats and jackets. And it was hard to miss. It was great to see Ty and Clifton Beck and Eugene Silberstein was there and Howard Weiss from ESCO and Renee Tomlinson was also there. I don't know who else. I didn't get by their booth, but I saw a lot of them walking around. And of course, Sunday night before the expo, what's been going on three years now, is an event called the HVAC Tactical Awards. Yeah, I think it's the third year. What's the best way to put it? It's an award show for blue collar HVAC trades. Yeah, it's like an Emmys or an Oscar or Tony Awards. It's at that level of presentation and seriousness, but with music, with video feed, with really fancy dressed people in the room and limited attendance, and they sold out again. Yeah, we sponsored the event. So I got to go to that event this year, and that was a good time. They had, I think, 300 people in attendance. And they give out awards to people in the industry, social media people, people with uh, social media channels, things like that. But one of the big ones they gave out this year, I actually, about three of them I really want to shout out to because I know these three people pretty well. Ty, who we mentioned earlier, got uh, Influencer of the Year. Well-deserved award for him. Jennifer Monzo from HVA Chicks got Lady of the Trade Award. And... To top the night off was a pretty emotional award, I thought. And I happened to be sitting at the same table as Eugene Silberstein. And the very last award they give out is the Lifetime Achievement Award. And Ben Poole, the organizer and the one who really brings the HVAC Tactical Awards together, got up and announced the award and then started reading the resume of the person who won the award, and that was Eugene. And I think he was the last person at the table and maybe even in the room to realize he was the one getting the award because he sat there and was listening to his resume. It was neat to just watch his face and see that, that him realize what he was winning. One of the others, too, the big awards that I thought was really cool was Brett Wetzel. And he got the Lifeline Award, I believe which is for somebody that gives support to other technicians really well and does a good job of that. And Brett works for, I'm going to guess, CoolSys? CoolSys, I believe. Okay, good. Brett, if you're listening and I said that wrong, slap me later. Next time you see me, just come on up and whack me in the back of the head or something. Not too hard, though. Just a little bit. But anyway, he got up there and told a very cool story, very touching story about when he first got into the trade. And that was that when he started in the trade, he was essentially or was homeless. And his first employer pretty much told him that he wasn't going to be worth anything. And he put it in his head at that point that he didn't want anybody to ever be treated like that again in the trade. That's where he's come from. And now he's a national trainer for his company. And he goes all over the country and even outside internationally in some cases, training employees, training people on things like grocery store rack systems and all kinds of big fancy systems. Very, very knowledgeable person, great all-around guy, and and I'm proud to know him and have gotten to know him a little bit and talk to him, but very approachable, willing to help anybody, very active on social media, 
runs the Advanced Refrigeration podcast as well, him and Kevin Compass. So those were like some of the highlight awards. And there was a ton of other really great people up there and great awards and whatnot. And a lot of people I didn't even know in the other awards. So I feel like there's a lot more out there I need to get to know because that side of the trade is growing. It definitely is. So it's HVACtactical.com is Ben Poole's website. But if you go to YouTube and go to the HVAC Tactical channel, you can actually watch the awards that Eric just described to you. Now, it's three hours and 30 minutes long, but you can zip through there to see different aspects of it. So there is that that's available. Going back to Eric mentioned, he and I did a presentation together with Ben Lipscomb from NCI, and that was on climate resilient HVAC. And Eric and I, I think we have it in our heads that we're going to do this again in a couple of different venues and perhaps even do it as a webinar or a live stream or something like that. Because I saw it come together in real time. I knew what I was presenting on. <laughs> ben knew what he was presenting. Eric knew what he was presenting on. But it all came together in real time. And I was floored by how well it flowed together. I'm not going to describe it any more than that. But I just hope if you're listening, you look forward to when we start talking about a presentation on climate resilient HVAC. And I think it might surprise you what you hear. And the rest of that title is Where the Rubber Meets the Road. I thought it was a really great presentation that laid out a lot of salient points on what we're terming as climate resilient HVAC. And, and some of that is focused on the electrification movement because we're seeing a lot more heat pumps and things going in. And they're a little bit different than maybe the gas furnaces that we've historically put in. But if done properly and done right, they can last a good long time and provide, I think, in a lot of situations, even improved comfort over a gas furnace. And you also mentioned that the standard committee you got to sit in on was uh, ANSI ASHRAE Standard 221-220. And there's like a lot of codes, like decoding ring kind of things going on and with standard. Dash 220 means it was issued in 220. The title of the standard is a test method to field measure and score the cooling and heating performance of an installed unitary HVAC system. Quite a mouthful. I'll just leave it at that. There's a standard out there. It's available for purchase, but Eric and I are on the committee to help make it better and more usable and get more uniformity out there. And the standards making process, I will say, is slow, but it is for a reason because they allow a lot of public comment and feedback to this. And then every comment has to be responded to. So that's what sometimes takes the time there. Yeah, and it, it is slow. It's deliberate. It is decision by committee. But sometimes that's a good thing because sometimes we need to slow things down and not necessarily rush into something like that really fast and take multiple inputs to make a consensus standard and be able to sit back and do the math and really poke at that standard and see how somebody's going to break it where they might break it, and how we can shore that up with the language in the standard. We also co-sponsored an event, TrueTech did, with NCI, with the HVAC School, with MeasureQuick, with Sourman, and with the Energy Conservatory. And that event took place on Tuesday late afternoon. How would you describe that, Eric? That was a, I don't know, nerd fest? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was a really diverse group of people and the six companies came together and I think the idea sprung out of Chris Hughes's head over at the Energy Conservatory was where it originated from. 
but we tried to draw together a diverse group in the industry that really wants to move the industry forward. And there are other events around the country that draw in similar crowds, but there's not quite as diverse a group to pull from as AHR. Yeah, to be able to put that together at AHR, I think we got in some people that we wouldn't normally get at things like the Brian Orr Symposium down in Florida or maybe other regional events, things like that. So I think we sat down and we put some people in the room and hopefully we started developing some conversations around high performance or improving the performance of HVAC to close to the highest level we can get. Absolutely. And then at the event, I should have made mention of this, but I didn't. (laughs) But I'm actually working with a a couple of people. Actually, there's a lot of people working on this, something called the Better HVAC Alliance. And if you're curious about what that means, you can go to betterhvac.org and you can learn a little bit more about what we're trying to do there. We're trying to propel the HVAC industry forward to a future of excellence and innovation. Propel, Eric's doing a little. Yeah, they can't see it, but I'm like over here riding a little bicycle with my hands. And we're calling professionals to rise above current quote unquote standards and shape the industry's future. So we'll be talking about this at the HVAC Symposium and in other venues. This is a separate movement. There are people that are interested in propelling this forward who have already taken the pledge and that Right now, that includes Clifton Beck from HVAC Excellence, Kevin Hart from Haven, Jim Bergman from Measure Quick, Ben Reed from Measure Quick, as well as another organization he's working with, and myself. I've been the five people that have taken the pledge right now, and you can learn a little bit more about what better HVAC means to us. It's been a term that's been kicked around for quite a while. You can probably see, I can remember a Measure Quick video that talked about that. And speaking of that, Jim Bergman did a really great post just the other day on the Measure Quick blog. Last year, he did one shortly after the symposium about heat pumps and sort of concern. This year, he's got a a whole new take on things. Eric, have you seen that post yet? I have seen it. I sadly have not had a chance to read it yet, but it's a lot to digest. I read it in the airport on the way back. I read part of it, but I will just bring it up here real quick. Where can I find this? My week's been a little busy so far. <laughs> Finally catching up now. I'll just say if you go to the Measure Quick blog, I'll put a link in the show notes and you can see what Jim is proposing for some revolutionary thinking for better performance for HVAC technicians. So there's a lot of initiatives going on right now that I think are very important. Another initiative that's going on is everybody's heard about the Inflation Reduction Act and things about electrification in HVAC. And that's something I've been working on with a company called Duckling, getduckling.com. And our second year done a survey. The results will be previewed at the HVAC Symposium shortly. And looking at the changing sentiments of HVAC contractors towards electrification. And part of it, there's a very large organization, nonprofit called Rewiring America, who actually had a booth there at the trade show. You know, mean understands that they need to network and connect and get better information and share better information. So rewiringamerica.org, you might want to take a look at that. But it's consumer-facing, but I will say that they're trying to do substantially the best work they can in terms of technical work, and they really have an interest in doing it correctly. So you'll probably be hearing more about that, Rewiring America. Take a look at it. 
They provide savings calculators, different news information, maps of the whole transformation of electrification, which in a large part includes HVAC. Yeah, because HVAC uses what sometimes somewhere between 40 and 50% of consumed electricity in the United States, I believe. Yeah, coming from the residential sector. And like all those facts are collected on that website too. Any product highlights? We didn't talk product yet, Eric. Mm, product highlights. Let's see. What all do we look at? Man, JB has some new vacuum pumps out. They looked pretty cool. They fixed a lot of the headaches that they used to have on their vacuum pumps. Let's see. Fieldpiece brought out some new core tools that are kind of unique. They've got three basic designs of them, and the tip is swappable from quarter to five sixteenths. The end connector that fits on your refrigeration system fitting. Yep, and they got sight glass in them and a magnetic catch for the core itself. Yeah, they had kind of an innovative new filling method that I like too. The tank holds a whole quart of oil or a whole bottle of oil, and you don't actually have to peel the foil back on top of the bottle. You just take the lid off, you turn it upside down. And you drop it into the fill hole in the top of the pump. Mm-hmm. And there's a piercing piece in the top of the pump that pierces that foil. And then you just squeeze the oil out and it drains out into the tank. Sure. And that's like one of those coffee makers. Yeah. Like the Keurig type style coffee maker. Definitely. I don't know. Maybe we can't mention brand names in here. Hey, it's our podcast. We can do whatever the heck we want. <laughs> Also, Yellow Jacket will get a chance to see their new digital manifold, which should be shipping early March, I think. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Richie Engineering, Yellow Jacket. It's just a little bit mind-bending, the amount of information and products you can see. And maybe we'll just leave it there, let you all ponder and consider, look up the resources we've mentioned so far, and look for some follow-up from True Tech on different new products that are coming out and some new applications information and seminars presentation will be holding. This podcast is going to come out just before the HVACR School Symposium. It's already sold out, but you can still get in on the virtual aspect by going to the website. You do have to log in, sign in, create an account. The account is free. And then I just looked the other day, it's $26 to get virtual access to the live stream. And then you can also, for a better part of a year, get access to the recordings of the events if you can't make it down there in person. Yep. You and I and Billy, I think, and Eric from True Tech are all going to be down there. Eric Preston. And Rachel, your wife, Rachel, too. She's doing some presentations. Absolutely. We will look forward to seeing everybody down in Florida, which from the forecast is going to be not so sunny and a little cooler (laughs) than Florida normally is. We'll do all right. Thanks, Eric, for joining me here this morning, giving us a quick recap of that show. And after the symposium, we'll give you all another recap of that event. Sounds good. Talk to everybody later. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Eric. In case you can't tell, I feel blessed and honored to be able to take part in this podcast, sharing information with you, working at True Tech, and helping to change the industry in any small way that I can. And I hope that enthusiasm comes across and I like to link you with other people, network you with other people who share similar and even sometimes greater enthusiasm and passion for the industry. And some of those trade-related resources and influencers include MeasureQuick, 
HVA Chicks, Misfits of HVAC, the HVAC Grapevine, HVACR School, HVAC Shop Talk, Stephen Reardon, HVAC Reefer Guy, Tool Pros, Service Business Mastery, Quality HVAC, HVAC Overtime, HVACR Videos, HomeDiagnosis.tv, and how can I forget my friend Craig Migliaccio at the AC Service Tech. I'm just going to end it right there, and hopefully you got an earful and you do something different as a result of listening to this podcast. Until next time, take care.